Good afternoon, everybody. Okay, so uh, the topic for today, I think we'll do this maybe in two parts, but the topic is as follows. Uh, over the past summer, a young couple called me up and they told me that they couldn't find their ksuba. Uh, the last time, I said, when was the last time you saw it? They said, the last time you saw it was under our chuppah, which had been uh, months earlier. We have not seen it, uh, we have not seen it since then. So they checked their entire apartment and they checked both of their parents' homes, top to bottom, and there is no ksuba. So they're assuming they just never took it home from the wedding hall. That's the assumption. So I said, okay, so maybe you should get a new ksuba written, right? You know, pretty basic, I figured. You know, if you don't have one, get get, get a new one written. Uh, they live in the Heights, so they called uh, Rav Simon to ask him to write a ksuba for them. And Rav Simon Shlita told them, whoa, whoa, wait a second, why in the world are you writing a new ksuba? Wait a little bit. You don't just go and write a new ksuba just like that. So they didn't write a new ksuba. Um, two months passed, and they still didn't uh, find it. So, uh, so at that point, they were ready to write a, to write a new ksuba. But, uh, so the question, so we're going to do this in two parts. First part is going to be, what was Rabbi Simon thinking? What was I thinking? Why would, why would you or wouldn't you? And what do you do when you lose a, when you lose a ksuba? So, uh, and then the second part we'll discuss, uh, you know, next time. But, the, but the, the, the background is as follows. Well, first of all, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, not having a ksuba, so it is a gemara that's quoted in the Shulchan Aruch and Nebuchadnezzar, some Samachvav, that, that if a couple doesn't have a ksuba, they're not allowed to stay together. They're not allowed to be together without a, uh, without a ksuba. So why would anyone ever say that if the ksuba is not there, if the ksuba is gone, if the ksuba is missing, not to write a new one right away? So Rav Osner explains in Shevet Alevi, Chelechas, and Reish Pechas, that there's a difference between a ksuba that's been destroyed versus a ksuba that you temporarily aren't sure exactly where it is. Meaning, if a ksuba has been destroyed, for example, I remember when uh, there were fires in Beit Meir, or when uh, when there was uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy, or one of the other hurricanes in uh, the five towns, people's ksubas were gone. They knew that it was absolutely destroyed. So then, that's what the Shulchan Aruch is talking about. That's what the Gemara was talking about, that you need to write a new ksuba. But says Rav Asner, Right now, you can't find the ksuba, but you know, it's any yodua sha'avda. You don't know that it's necessarily lost. So he says, it's really mefurusha din in Shulchan Aruch the other way. In Chosh Mishpat, Siv Gimel, based on the Tshuva Sarash, De'en kosm shtar betainas nevera rishon, im lo sheyadua shenevad. De'cheshin and shim segama rishon. You don't write a new star when, uh, when, when there's a taina that maybe the first one was lost, unless you know that the first one was lost, because maybe you'll find the first one. So what? So what will be the big deal if you find the first one? Well, then you'll have two staros for the same chov, and that's terrible. You shouldn't uh, have two staros for the, uh, for the same chov. It's only when it's becheskas avud, like in the case of Yersha Kavshua Karkum or something like that, it's been there, there have been uh, troops that have come running through, rampaging through town and burning down homes and horrible things like that. That's where uh, we say that there's such problems there are these Shilas now in Eretz Yisrael. People's homes have been destroyed by, uh, you know, on October 7th. So you have, that's where you'd, you'd write a new ksuba. But in Nidon Haragili says, where you had a ksuba bevada, it's just bemeshech zman, nishkach milibam mokomotza'o, just over time, they forgot exactly where it is. Then you don't write a new ksuba. Now it is clear that you can't have two, right? Uh, that's halacha mefureshes in Shulchan Aruch as well, chashmish basim memal, v'nem nezer, simin kuf, that not only that, Rav Yashiv, Zechron Levracha said that when you make a photocopy of a ksuba for registration purposes in, uh, in Eretz 
Yisrael to register with the Rabbanot, the witnesses are not allowed to sign on the photocopy because of this halacha, because then there might be a chashash of having a second copy of the same document which you should not, which you should not have. So let's go back to that halacha of not living together without a ksuba, because it seems like over here you're kind of stuck in either direction. You don't want to write a new ksuba because you don't want to have two, but you don't want to not write a new ksuba because you can't stay together without a ksuba. So like, what's, what's the, the right way to, uh, to balance that? So uh, in fact, they say in Maisa that Ravis Zalman Meltzer used to occasionally ask his wife if she knew where the ksuba was, and if she uh, hesitated for a moment, he'd run out of the house uh, so as not to violate an uh, yichud with uh, with his wife when uh, he didn't know where the ksuba was. So the Ramah in Eved Ezer and Simon Samachvav says it's not really such a high stakes shaila anymore. Meaning, it used to be that enochinami there was such an iser to be shown mishnah without a ksuba, but that was only because of the whole concern of kalabe in of that the whole uh, purpose of a ksuba is that it should a uh, husband should have to think twice before he divorces his wife because it's going to cost him so much money and we're afraid that even if she's not interested in a divorce he's just going to give her a get just like that but if he knows that he's on the hook for $30,000 or whatever the cost of the ksuba is he's going to think twice before doing that so says the Ramah but bismanenu you can't be you can't divorce Nisha Balkarcha anyway after the Chemed Rabbeinu Gershom where uh, there's uh, there, where where uh, where we're not allowed, we're not able to, to divorce an Isha. You were never allowed to, Shachar often points out. It was never like a nice thing to do, to divorce an Isha Balkarcha, but it uh, became now with the force of a Chayrim that you can't be Megarish uh, and Isha Balkarcha. So there's no concern of Kalabain of Lotzia because he, it's, not, it's not up to him, Lotzia. The Bach also writes that when the Torah asks Yichud, the Bach has another limitation. He says that was only talking about a brand new Kala, that the couple, when they get married, they have to go home with the Ksuba, they have to start marriage with the Ksuba. But when a couple has been married and they lose the ksuba, that's not an issue yichud. So most of the poskim, the sma and the chalkas mechokek, quote this bach, but the Vilna Gon is clear that he disagrees with this bach, and the chaznish was machmir about this as well, but it's another tzad l'hakel, that uh, you have the ramah, that it's not going to be kalabin of lotzia anyway. You have the bach, that maybe the whole issue doesn't apply uh, of, of being without a ksuba when, uh, when it's a couple that's been married for a while and, uh, and lost the ksuba. The whole issue is only an issue to Rabbanan, to begin with, so maybe you could rely on the Bach, the combination of the Bach and the Ramah in such cases. So uh, what do you do, though, if you know, so that's what I assume Rabbi Simon was thinking when he said, yeah, wait a little bit, there's no rush to go and, uh, and, and, and write a new ksuba. Now, uh, what do you do if you then discover that it's gone, that the ksuba's gone? So in the me- so you write a new one. And what do you do in the meantime before, uh, before you write a new one? So uh, some contemporary posts have, have advised, just write out a check for $30,000 or whatever the fair market value of the ksuba is to your wife and uh, have her hold that until the ksuba dirksa is written, until you, uh, you've written a replacement ksuba. That's great. What if it's Shabbos? So then, uh, then what do you do? I think when they had the fires in Beit Meir, it was on Friday night. So, uh, so it was on Friday afternoon. They didn't have time to write new ksubas before Shabbos. So, uh, so what do you do? Uh, what do you do then? So, uh, so the solution for Shabbos, Shulchan says, is to give her something, uh, some metaltalin that's worth the amount of the ksuba. And when you give her that, that uh, that she'll have as her security, and it takes care of the kalabin of lotzia issue. So anyway, in the end of this story over here, so I told them you should, uh, after two months later, after Rabbi Simon's original psaac, uh, I said, you know, you didn't listen. I told you the first time to write a new ksuba, but maybe if you were following Rav, call Rav Simon and ask him what to do, and if it's time to write a new one. So they called him back, and he said, yeah, it's time to write a new one. They were in Tinek at the time, so I sent them to Rabbi Zatz to write a, to write a ksuba dir ksuba for them, and, uh, and then three days later, they found the original. So uh, that's going to be part two. What do you do if you write the ksuba dir ksuba, and then you find the original? How do you, uh, which one, which one should 
should you get rid of? Um, Rabbi Zatz had told them one thing, and it's a big machlokas haposkin. Okay, so on Monday we'll discuss that issue.